Welcome to the Pharos Fit Podcast, where we help you to explore your capacity to move better, push further, and achieve your limitless potential through fitness, nutrition, recovery, and lifestyle. Hey guys, welcome back to the Pharos Fit Podcast. Uh, good to be back with you guys in the gym today. Uh, I like doing the podcast in the gym. It just makes me feel like I'm in, uh, in the right space. Um, I want to talk to you guys a little bit about a post I made this week uh, about training the posterior chain. Um, had a few questions about it, so I want to go through a few guys. If, like me, you are not blessed with genetically big legs, um, it takes a lot of work to, to make your legs stronger and make them grow. Um, I've had to put in a lot of hours and a lot of work just to get them anywhere near decent, and they're not that great. Um, my upper body will grow very easily. My lower body's always been a struggle. So I found that I need to dedicate at least two days a week to, to leg training. Uh, and I do that, and you do that at Paris Athletic Club by doing a Monday uh, kind of squat and quad emphasis day, and Thursday we do a posterior chain emphasis, diet, uh, emphasis day. Now, a lot of you guys will think about that Thursday, that posterior chain day, um, as a deadlift day, um, but there's a lot more that, that, that goes to it, obviously. So, just to clarify those two things, on the Monday, if you've been following the programming, you know we do a lot of quad dominant stuff. So. We're going to do some sissy squats in the warm-up. We're going to do some uh, front squats, some back squats, some overhead squats. We're going to do a lot of stuff that's going to focus on the anterior chain and activating and using my, my quads. A lot of human beings are very kind of quad dominant when they do uh, exercise. A lot of people are lacking in uh, posterior chain strength. Uh, a lot of people have problems with the lower back because they do not have any glutes or they kind of activate or stimulate their glutes. I see this with a lot of guys. You see a lot of guys walking down the street, kind of in that kind of like hips forward kind of movement, um, putting all that strain in the lower back. Simply they have no glutes. They don't have no, uh, no build there, no growth there, uh, no activation there. And it causes a lot of problems. There is no downside to, to getting bigger glutes, apart from that you need to buy bigger trousers or pants, as you guys would say. Um, it's gonna make you better athletically, it's gonna make you better functionally, it's gonna cause you, uh, it's gonna result in a lot less uh, pain and, and, and stress in that lower back in the future. So pay attention to your glutes, pay attention to your hamstrings, work them, develop them, uh, develop them spend time uh, on them. So when we think about that Thursday, when we think about the posterior chain, although we might be uh, putting in emphasis in terms of the progressive programming on the deadlift itself, you guys know I always put a ton of stuff in the accessories. So in the warm-up, uh, in the accessory pieces, in the finisher, there's going to be a ton of other posterior chain stuff. Um, what is there going to be? There's going to be probably some kind of like RDL, uh, Romanian deadlift type movement. There's going to be something that involves hip extension that exclusively isolates the hamstring here, activates the hamstring, boom, to, to wake up those hammies. So Hip extension is going to be a really good glute activation. We can also think about hip bridges. And when I do my hip bridges, I want to create almost that uh, hollow position here with that pelvic tilt, that posterior pelvic tilt, so I can drive up and really feel that activation of my glutes before I come back down there. Sometimes, obviously, we'll do those uh, body weights. Sometimes we'll do them banded. Sometimes we'll do it with dumbbells. Sometimes we'll do it with barbells but we're gonna get that hip extension to get that glute activation. So we're gonna do a, a lot of that kind of stuff. We're also gonna do stuff like good mornings. I demonstrated the other day the good morning and the Kang squat. Um, again, with that barbell on the back, getting that 
chest over, driving those hips back, firing up those hamstrings, and then driving those glutes as my hips come into extension. Um, if you go back on my Instagram, you'll see me, me doing, I think I put the ganks one, I think I put a good morning on there as well. Um, great exercises for building up those, those hamstrings. Um, you find a lot of people uh, really struggle again to switch on the hamstrings. They struggle to find that position. Uh, and I always just say, drive the butt back, drive the butt back, drive the butt, the butt, butt back, and make that connection with the hamstrings, hamstrings, find my hamstrings, find my hamstrings, find my hamstrings. Um, and you, you will find it if you drive that butt back and hold good position uh, on those exercises. Um, so a lot of good hip extension stuff. Um, there's a great book. Uh, I have it here, actually. You go to this guy. This book called The Glute Lab by Brett Contreras. Every glute exercise uh, under the sun in this book. So if ever you want to like focus on building your glutes, then this is the book to get. Every exercise you ever, ever need. So I have those uh, big hip extension exercises that are going to give you bigger glutes. Now, deadlifts, of course, will also give you uh, bigger glutes. So will squats. Um, but what I noticed in the, in the last kind of 10 years, as this movement came uh, to, to, to functional training and we need to focus on the deadlift and the squat and not do all this machine stuff, it's like, yes, that's true to a point. The problem is a lot of people, when they do those bigger lifts, will um, have underdeveloped muscles that will not activate. So they'll, they'll rely on the muscles that they know how to use, but the smaller muscles won't always activate. So they'll put more stress in their lower back than they will in their glutes. They won't use their hamstrings. Uh, and they simply will not activate what they should be activating. They'll just simply rely on the stuff that their body already knows, is already aware of, and is already switched on to without switching on the, 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 the smaller muscles. Um, so sometimes we need to think about, okay, that's, that's all, but all well and good. Yes, of course, I'm going to do my big moves. I'm going to do my big squats. I'm going to do my big lunges. I'm going to do my big deadlifts. But I also have to think about the activation and the smaller movements. So I'm going to think about, um, as well as um, the, the extension, I'm also going to think about abduction, kind of this movement away from the body, which the glutes are also involved in. We think about that when we do our squats and we say, Knees out, knees out, knees out. We're saying knees out so that you'll switch your glutes on. That's the point of it as you get as your hips are ducked outwards. We also think about that in and outing machine when we used to drive against the pads here. A lot of people like got put off by the machine and said it's non-functional, it's this, it's that. Try it. Honestly, you'll feel it. Drive out against the pads, you'll feel those glutes switch on. Also, you can just use a band like this. Tie that band around the thighs, drive out against the band like this. That'll switch the, 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 the glutes on, um, more, the, more the upper glutes. When we think about, when we think about the glutes, uh, we can think about it, obviously there's glute medium, uh, glute maximus, and glute minimus, but we can think about it as upper, upper glutes and lower glutes in a simpler way. So if I'm thinking about my lower glutes, my, my big squats, my big deadlifts, they're gonna really hit those lower glutes, but those smaller movements, um, that smaller kind of hip abduction movement is gonna focus more uh, on the upper glutes, and you'll really feel them fire if you do those exercises. So include some kind of hip abduction. You've also got like stuff like clamshells, uh, which are popular in like Pilates and stuff like that. Super useful exercises for switching on those, those um, you know, those upper glutes um, to prepare you for uh, your bigger movements. They are very, very useful in those movements. You'll know if you've been squatting for a while and people have told you you need to try and drive your knees out, you'll feel the difference that makes. I can't just rely on my on my quads to do everything, I have to call upon my 
my glutes and my hamstrings in those movements. Um, also using those full range of movements. Uh, 20 years ago when we used to do back squats, a lot of people were doing like half squats. They weren't going below parallel. Uh, when they did that, and they're, they're just staying quad dominant. They weren't getting below parallel to activate their glutes and their hamstrings because once you get below parallel, that's when your glutes and your hamstrings really fire to get you out of that out of that bottom position. So, using those full range of that full range of motion in your movements will also really help uh, develop your your glutes and your hamstrings. So, remember, it's not really about the weight that you can lift. It's about activating the muscles that you're trying to activate uh, to to perform the perfect. Per, the perfect movement. So just something to think about there. Um, when I think about um, uh, hamstrings, I can also think about um, uh, knee flexion. So when I'm bringing my heels up to my butt, you know, we talked about the RDL, that's gonna follow the, the hamstrings, but one thing I, I noticed was being neglected was that kind of like uh, heel to butt uh, movement. You really feel that, um, when you bring the heel to the butt, you really feel those hamstrings directly engage. Uh, so you can do uh, dumbbell uh, hamstring curls, uh, you can do uh, med ball uh, curls, you can do Swiss ball curls, you can use the, the, the fantastic equipment that we have in the gym, like the Atlantis hamstring curl, we have a lying hamstring curl, we have a standing hamstring curl. Um, all that stuff is great for, for firing up the hamstrings. Again, they're not your big compound movements, so sometimes in today's functional world they get neglected, but stuff like that is really useful for developing the hamstrings. I see it more and more in CrossFitters that they're now realizing that they need to accessorize with some of those isolation movements. Some kind of leg curl, uh, heel to butt, heel to butt, heel to butt, will help um, strengthen that hamstring um, that may be uh, underdeveloped because of a quad dominant behavior in your squats. So think about that when you're thinking about your hamstrings. It's again, not just about all about the big stuff, all about how much can you squat and how much can you deadlift. It's about being smart with it and thinking, did I activate those muscles? Um, did I accessorize? Did I do some accessory work that helped those muscles grow? Uh, some of this stuff uh, obviously will help you switch the muscles on. Like if I'm doing my, my, my clamshells and I'm doing my you know, kind of unweighted glute bridges and stuff like that. Um, and some of the stuff, um, will help, help really grow that muscle. So when I start to add load and when I start to add progressive overload to those uh, hamstring curls and to those weighted glute bridges to the kind of like bigger, uh, bigger, more weighted uh, exercises in that field, uh, you're gonna experience more growth, which then of course will translate back to a bigger squat and a bigger deadlift. Um, you know, in our minds, it's very easy to get caught up in the numbers of the squat and the deadlift. But really, remember what we're trying to achieve here. And if you are looking for a, a more balanced, healthier body, then we do know, do need to focus more on these these smaller movements. That's why these days, like we have classes like Ignite because they're great for developing uh, the glutes and really understanding, you know, the function that your glutes have. You know, whether it be hip extension, hip abduction, or the other one we want to talk about is rotation. The rotation of the hips is also the the glute. Again, when I think about driving my knees out like this, I'm also thinking about rotation of the hips. So stuff like those line, those fire hydrant uh, exercises that you see in, uh, in a lot of uh, Pilates exercises, a lot of Pilates uh, classes, that's gonna think about that rotation uh, of the hip. So I'm thinking about extension, I'm thinking about 
um, abduction and I'm thinking about rotation are all of those in my program somewhere to give you a well-rounded glute activation and glute development series um, these are the questions I have to like ask myself like in my in my warm-ups and my accessory piece am I covering my bases another thing I really want to think about when I'm thinking about all this stuff is you know obviously my my, my core my bracing uh, I mentioned this in the, the Instagram post the other day with all these movements, it's really important to brace and to have good midline uh, stability as you're performing these, these movements. Of course, that's true for the big movements like the deadlifts and the squats and the good mornings and stuff like that because if you don't hold good position, you're gonna injure yourself pretty quickly. But it's also true, like I, I said before in the, in the glute bridge, if, if I had that hollow body, if I'm really controlled with my midline and my midsection, I'm gonna feel a lot more uh, a, a lot better glute activation. So you need that kind of core stability uh, when you're doing these, these kind of exercises. So, you know, like I said, at Ferris Athletic Club, we break it up on a Monday and Thursday. Uh, Monday is gonna be our squat day. Uh, Thursday is gonna be our deadlift day, our posterior chain day. Uh, Monday, we're gonna focus on uh, the development of the quads and the kind of anterior chain more. And then Thursday, we're gonna focus on uh, hamstring development, glute development, posterior chain, lower back, upper back, traps, all that kind of stuff. You don't have to do it that way. That's just the way we do it at, at Ferris Athletic Club. But my advice is, if you do struggle with leg growth, um, if you do struggle with imbalances in your legs, if you do struggle with glute activation, if you do have lower back issues, think about having both of those days in your week and separating them. It's, it's almost too much to get everything done in that one session, although, some people who are genetically gifted can just do one leg day and it'd be enough for them because they'll just develop giant legs anyway. But most of us, or for a lot of us, um, it's well worth thinking about dividing those days up into those two separate categories, anterior, posterior, quad dominant, hamstring dominant, glute dominant, um, and getting it in your program that way. You may well find that you get better development, faster development, uh, more function, better athletic ability, and, um, you know, just a general, uh, it may just be a generally a better program for you. So if you have any questions on this stuff, hit me up. Again, I would really recommend that book by Brett Contreras, The Glue Labs, a great book, lots of great exercises in there, every exercise under the sun. You can't go wrong. But if you do have any questions, please far away uh, with your questions and comments below. Um, good to be back with you guys. Uh, I'll be back on here shortly uh, with another podcast. I'm going to try and fire more of these out on a more regular basis. So um, be back with you guys soon. Until then, take care. Thank you. Bye.